Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Whatever you're celebrating, I hope you're you're celebrating it healthy and safely. Uh, I want to thank you all for joining us. Uh, my name is DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Hi, Roxy. Yank out the vowels from stupid. Yank out those oh, vowels from stupid. I, I got ahead of myself. Well, you got to get it in there. I got to just, I, I need to be the first to say it every episode. Do you know that I get tweeted at being like, I love hearing you say yank out the vowels from stupid again. I'm like, I love saying it. Why does that? It's so strange what brings us joy in life. Hey, like, listen. It's so strange. At this point, whatever brings you joy, hold on to it dearly. All right? I know. It just makes me feel a part of something. Like, I have the, I have FOMO. I've had FOMO since I was a little kid. I have such fear of missing out. And when you guys, when I'm invited into the club, whatever the club is i'm like i'll learn all the rules i'll say all the slogans bring me in i just want to be a part of it so yank out the vowels from stupid you know what's so strange is i also have a fear of missing out fear of being left out i was i was not shocker not the most popular kid in school but i would not perceive that as you i feel like you would probably have been included in most if not all of the things and so it's moments like that where he's like oh we all we all feel the same things that's all of us yeah that's all of us all of us want to be included all of us so like maybe be inclusive to other people because that's a cool thing to do the cool kids include people and the jerks don't exactly fucking jerks so yank out the vowels from stupid yank jerk. out those vowels so this is a very special um holiday episode we're going to be talking about wonder woman 1984 roxy and i got a chance to see it we're both very excited to talk about it uh we probably don't have time to to dive into the saga of us getting to see it but it's a journey it was a journey <laughs> It's but, a it's a marathon, not a sprint. It mm-hmm. sure is. It's well, you know, because we're in that we're in that. I don't want to speak for you. I'm in that rung where it's like you're just, you're speaking me included. You're just in there, and so if somebody's gonna get bumped, it's gonna be you. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. Just to be perfectly honest, like I feel like with Warner Brothers, I'm typically one of the cool kids because I did DC movie news for six years. Yes. So they like. Were, they were at least like, oh, she's one of us, one yeah. of us. Now I'm not doing DC movie news because pandemic, mm-hmm. studio closing, all that. And now I'm one of the forgotten lambs. Yes. I'm just, I don't know that they care about me anymore. I couldn't get a response to save my life, but it doesn't matter. She still persisted. It worked out in the end. It worked out in the end. Let's dive into it. Wonder Woman 19. 19- 84 it was supposed to release in the summer and then uh a pandemic happened and so now finally it's being released on hbo max uh the synopsis is fast forward to the 1980s as wonder woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all new foes max lord and the cheetah this movie is directed by patty jenkins and written by patty jenkins jeff johns and dave callaham of course it's starring gal gadot uh, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, Pedro Pascal, Robin Wright, and Connie Nielsen. And on Rotten Tomatoes right now, uh, the critics' consensus is great Hera. Wonder Woman 1984 is an epic dose of heart and vibrant escapism that proves there are still unexpected thrills to be found in superhero cinema. And it has an 84% uh, to, on the tomato meter. There's no audience score yet. So, Roxy, before we dive into... Uh, all the spoilers, all that stuff. Let's talk. Let's keep it spoiler free. What are your spoiler free thoughts on Wonder Woman 1984? All right. 
my my spoiler free thoughts are this, and I, I feel like I do need to give a little background. <laughs> I Wonder Woman, the first one, was so mind-blowingly beautiful to me that it actually changed my life Mm -hmm. like that movie to me is such a big deal and exactly why movies are bigger than just movies uh and it's outlook on the world i cry every time i watch that movie multiple parts i love the messaging of that film i think it is it's for me the third best superhero film ever made and it's a, a top movie for me ever so i say that to say that Going into Wonder Woman 1984, I had to tell myself, this movie is not, don't think of this as that 2.0. Think of this as a new superhero movie. Yeah. Because that's too high to go into it with. It's just too high. Um, So after watching this movie, I've seen it twice now. I think that it is a really good, solid film it doesn't do the same thing for me, not even close that the first one did, but it still has the same characters and, or some of them, and it still has the same director. So it still has messages and heart and scenes that blow your mind and things that make you really excited to root for. And uh, it, it does do a lot of things that great films do just overall, it had some problems. Uh, and the number one problem for me, and I won't get into spoilers here, but was the fact that this wasn't my favorite premise. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good point. And I think I agree with pretty much your, your perspective on it. I do have to ask you, what are the other two superhero movies? My first one is Dark Knight. My second one is Infinity War. Okay. I, I don't think... Wait, Infinity War over Endgame? Yeah, I think that... I also like Wonder Woman better than I like Infinity War. I just think what Infinity War was able to do is so mind-blowing yeah. that it deserves to be there. Endgame is in my top 10 as well, and I love Endgame, but Infinity War. But uh, I, but this this is a, any given year. Ask me again next year. Wonder mm-hmm. Woman might move up a slot. I, to- I totally agree with that. And, and watching Wonder Woman... The first one, like I, there's scenes that I still get emotional, and it was still like, it. It's one of the few times, as much as I love this genre, it's one of the few times where a superhero movie just felt like a, a movie, like it didn't necessarily need the superhero thing. It felt like a throwback to back back in the day, like in the Christopher Reeve Superman films, where it's like, you, you couldn't rely on the fact that this was the most su- successful genre in the world. You had to actually make a movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and. I agree with you that, that that it's so high up there. And so the expectations are so high. And I think going back to the Dark Knight example, I think in some ways Patty Jenkins was trying to make a different movie. And that I think she succeeded in that, but it's not necessarily a movie I'm as excited about. Because it, it felt in some ways kind of like an, an 80s fish out of water comedy in a lot of ways and so in that even though that is enjoyable it doesn't have the scope or the scale that or 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 like the the heightened sense of feeling that the original had which like you mentioned is not necessarily a problem it's just different i will say about the premise and of course we won't get too many in the spoilers i do like that this movie its finale does not rely on 
an invading army or a beam out of the sky or Wonder Woman to punch uh, evil into the abyss. It, 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 it relies on a much more humanistic resolution. Um, and it's a more complex, even though some of the, some of the ways that the threat escalates are a little wonky. It, the, it requires a, a, something more from Wonder Woman than just her ability to punch real hard. Yeah, that's definitely true. We see different layers. One of the best parts of the movie is Wonder Woman. Yeah. Gal Gadot is like the most perfect cast person, and she's the star of this movie. So we still have that. Yeah. Uh, and so that carries the whole film because to me, she is just the most lovable, endearing, badass, strong sensitive sweet considerate like all the things that you hope for in a lead she is so there's always that so there's not really it's not like some of these other movies where i don't love the character as much so the movie has to be phenomenal um kind of like a a thor right yeah for me it's not like you put thor in anything and i'm like well i love it because i love thor Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that was, I mean, we really need this movie to be great because the character Thor is totally good. It's nothing to do with, but it's just, it's not the same thing as like, oh, you could put Gal Gadot in anything. And I would just be like, wow, I want to watch this. Yeah. Uh, so in that way, we're kind of always a little bit safe. Mm-hmm. They also, I like that they took a big risk here with the premise. They did something that I was not expecting. I just don't know that that risk was worth the reward yeah i think that's fair and obviously you know we'll get more of that spoilers and if you're not listening to this podcast if you're watching this on youtube you can uh listen to our spoiler discussion uh following monday or on patreon.com slash only stupid answers um so again to not get into spoilers and I, i feel vaguely blasphemous saying this because of how how great their dynamic is in this movie and was in the first movie I actually feel like bringing Chris Pine back is to the detriment of the film because it doesn't give us an opportunity to flesh out Diana's relationships with other people, specifically Kristen Wiig as Barbara Minerva. I think that's great casting. I know people, because of uh, Patty Jenkins' history, people were thinking maybe Charlize Theron. And as amazing as Charlize Theron is, one, she might be taller than Gal Gadot, but yeah, two, I two. Know. I don't know that the transformation of the mousy nerd to to Cheetah. I don't know if I would have been able to disconnect my what I relate to in Charlize Theron enough to be like, no, Furios is not this nerd. I don't buy that. Like, you know what I mean? So I think Kristen yeah. Wiig is is perfectly cast in this, and I would have liked to have seen their dynamic more. I would like to see more of that dynamic. She was perfectly cast. I agree. I think that she's an underrated performer of her time. She's really, really talented. But here's the thing. And I actually just physically, I don't think you can put anybody next. I don't think you can put a single person next to Gal Gadot and your eyes don't go to Gal. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think that that means that we could have cast a lot of different people as Cheetah because like, Gal is probably the most beautiful, striking woman on the planet. Mm-hmm. She just has what, you know, when we grew up and they're like, kid, you got it. Mm-hmm. She's got it. Yes. Uh, and so I think that they, this was great casting. And I think everybody around her, honestly, was pretty good casting. I think Pedro Pascal was good casting. Uh, I obviously think that Chris Pine was good casting. 
Um, I think that, well, th- those are pretty much all the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not a, not a huge breadth of characters. What did you think about uh, Chris Pine's return? Where where are we in the spoiler talk? Of this? Right now, we are still spoiler. Do 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 we want to wait till we get into spoilers for that? I don't know how to. T- uh, here's what I will say. I'll just instead of talking about his return, I'll talk about the fact that he's in the movie because people know he's in the movie. Yeah. How I feel about that is it was some of my favorite stuff of the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. We loved the Chris Pine stuff. Yeah. What they did with Chris Pine totally worked for me. I was incredibly concerned coming into this that that was going to be the reason that I walked away from the movie like bummer. And it super duper wasn't. It really, really hit home for me. And so I don't know whether to attribute that to to attribute that to him as an actor or just when in the story he fell or what, but that stuff worked. So uh, for just some comic book information for the kids at home, Barbara Minerva, Minerva is actually the third uh, cheetah in the comics. Uh, her first appearance was Wonder Woman Volume 2, number 7 in 1987. She was created by Len Wein, who created a ton of characters, and George Perez. And Maxwell Lord's first appearance it was in Justice League number 1 in 1987. He was created by Keith Giffen, J.M. Mattis, and Kevin McGuire. And they do interesting things with uh, his... his they do interesting things with Maxwell Lord that that echo things from the comics while not being exactly that. So, Roxy, before we get out of the spoiler-free zone, if you had to rate this movie out of uh, the classic 1,984, uh, what would you give it? Uh, I, I'm so not sure yet. I'm so not sure yet. I... Uh... uh what would be a B on that scale? Uh, 1,984, um, maybe, maybe 1,200. Like 1, yeah, 1,200. We're, we, we're math people. That's probably about right. Don't don't correct us in the comments. Could be like closer to 14. I don't know. I, I, where are you, DJ? Uh, I am probably a B, B minus. I would, uh, I would like to take a second to, I'm looking forward to watching again, probably on Christmas Day, if not the day after, because um, I did enjoy it. It is tough to um, gauge it off of the first movie and the expectations there. And I, I hate to be that person to let my expectations cloud my judgment, but like, but the first one meant a lot to me. This one is just a fun movie. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to take it there. And I will also say just as full disclosure, Jake Hefner uh, asked, do you think your opinions of the movie would have changed if you had seen it in theaters instead of at home? And I would say no. Uh, except there was a lot, a lot of us were watching screeners at the same time and there was a lot of load screens early on. And so that might've also affected my experience with the movie. It, it evened out by the end. And I'm so thankful that we were able to screen it ahead of time. Uh, but it, it was, it, it was a little dicey there at the jump. <laughs> to, yeah. Just in the full blown transparency, transparent, transparency, transparency, transparency. It's a hard one for me. Today. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I watched this movie twice because the first time through for a two and a half hour movie took me three hours, 45 minutes. And so I had zero idea about the pacing of this film. Yeah, I was like, I actually have no idea. Um, and mo- the majority of that was first act. And when you have a slow first act, um, I actually felt like mad at the film. <laughs> so I was like, Roxy, you have to rewatch and give this. And my second watch on it, 
unlike other movies where I'm like, I need to watch that again to see if it makes sense. This wasn't that. I was like, I need to watch this again to see if I feel the same way. And the first act flew by on my second watch. So I was like, oh, actually, I think I'll probably end up liking this movie more as time goes on because my viewing experience drastically impacted it. And not only that, but for anybody who saw the opening scene that was released on Twitter, um, also for anybody who knows anything about Wonder Woman, there, I don't think it's too spoilery to say that Themyscira is just supposed to be seen on a big screen. Yeah. It's just supposed to. And so I wanted that. I wanted that overwhelming, like overpowerful, all that experience. And so I do think that I would have enjoyed this more in the theaters. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I'm with you. I would give it a B as well. Um, and so now let's dive into those are our ratings uh let us know what you think in the comments but let's dive into spoilers bom, bom, bom. so tell me about chris pratt we're in spoilers tell me about chris pratt kiss wow. pine i'm mixing all my chris's up wow um, spoiler alert chris pratt is in this film and boy was it weird when star lord entered star lord entered i mean i i just confused statistically i guess what the internet has decided is the worst chris with what yeah. might be the best chris i mean who's we don't to say? know we don't know i think chris evans holds that title but it's just confusing it's a little point. tight and, and and i'm gonna be honest with you if you took images of all those chrises and jumbled together i'm not quite sure i'd be able to tell which one's which well that's a good point they have very similar things mm-hmm. uh not she, bad things just similar things similar things if if we want to start with chris pine yes here's what i will say uh actually dj can we start with the premise because i feel yeah. like i have to it's I, it's it's interesting it's a weird one this is the thing it felt like aladdin it mm. felt like something i had seen a bajillion times and i don't know how to unravel this I'm a genie, make a wish, even though I was, I was expecting, and, and I know that's not actually what happened, but yeah. I, I was expecting from, I was expecting the stone and I was expecting this, but for some reason, the way that the premise plays out d- didn't feel like it was in the world that we had created as much, Yeah, which I know was a world of God. So I, I should have thought that, but when we, when we get the premise, I was like, I felt knee jerky, like, oh, I, I wish that wasn't it. <laughs> then when we get into the second act and I, I'm like, rocks, this is the premise. So yeah. either get on board or or you're screwed. That's when I started to really love what was going on. Yeah. So it's not what I would have picked because I think that there were more conducive ways to tell a story about truth, which is ultimately what this is about. Yeah. But once I was in, I was in. Um, and, and yeah, what did you think about the overall premise? Uh, it was interesting at first. I thought it kicked into gear with me once he became the stone. So in the comics, um, when Maxwell Lord was first introduced, he was like the money behind one of the versions of justice league, uh, a version that was like kind of more comedically based had characters like blue, blue beetle and booster gold on it. And he was kind of like the douchey money guy, right? And then he kind of escalated into more of a villain role and got abilities where he could manipulate people with psychic abilities. Like he could control Superman. And, and I was I was explaining this to my wife. And I'm like, it's weird that Maxwell Lord's the villain in this because he doesn't. he's not really a Wonder Woman villain. He's more like a Justice League villain. But then I remembered in one of his most famous stories, he's controlling Superman. And to stop him, Wonder Woman kills him. So it's like, well, I guess the characters do have a, they have a history. <laughs> 
So I, I did want to ask you a little bit about that, DJ, because from and I haven't um, read, obviously, close to as many comic books as you have. But Maxwell Lord comes up a lot. And yeah. also, obviously, watching Supergirl and having um, oh, read yeah. comics with him in it before and whatnot. From my understanding, I've never known Maxwell Lord to be a opposer. I I didn't know that that was part of his character that like he pretends that he has all of this, but he actually doesn't have anything. That's that as far as I know is unique to this. Okay. Yeah. So that didn't really land for me. I, I will say I think I wonder if this maybe is because. Uh, some I, I found that tricky too. And I wonder if that might be in part that Pedro Pascal is so inherently likable that I the movie felt like it it I, in some ways I felt like the movie tried too hard to redeem him and I would have just been fine just like nah he's an asshole let's, let's we just let him go you know what I mean right. I, I, and again I wonder if that's just like well we got Pedro Pascal we can't just make him a complete asshole and it's like you could yeah, though <laughs> you also gave him a child though so that's like mm-hmm. one of the more redeeming things um or supposedly one of the more redeeming things about humanity. Well, and I, Although- I thought it was very telling that, and I thought this is where they were kind of going is that the, the, the situation that's set up is when you, and correct me if I'm remembering this wrong, Roxy, you make a wish on the stone and you get the wish, but it costs you something as well. Yeah. So his wish is that he becomes the stone, which I liked about that. Cause then he had to manipulate. It's not just like he could just do whatever he wanted. He had to convince other people to want it for him, which I thought mm-hmm. was a, a nice little twist on it. Mm-hmm. But what he starts losing is his health. Nothing happens to the kid. And it's like, oh, well, then that's not what matters to you most. To you. And so I thought that was I, – I, I, I thought that was really interesting. And I'm kind of – again, I, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that they didn't just, just let it him be. It would have been be. fascinating if his, if his kid got really sick and kept getting sicker and what that would have done. Yeah. But then they wouldn't have been able to use it in the end. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That is that is interesting. Also on that premise, I was kind of confused with why Gal got her wish when everybody needed to vocalize their wish to him. Yeah. And she, if you remember, uh, she's with Kristen Wiggs, with, with Cheetah or with Barbara. And Barbara's like, do you know what you would wish for? Or I don't know what I would wish for. And uh, Wonder Woman, Diana's kind of like, I know. Mm-hmm. And then we get that little gust of wind that happens. Yeah. But she doesn't say it. And Maxwell Lord, when he's going around to other people, he's like, isn't this what you wish? And they all have to say, that is what I wish. Yeah, interesting. So I don't know. I just didn't know, like, so did, is there an outtake scene in which she grabs the stone and actually wishes for it out loud? Or because she's Wonder Woman, does she have a stronger connection to the stone or something? There's little things like that that I am too critical of in films in general. Um, but I was like, oh, why? But she didn't even say it. How did she get a wish? How's yeah. that happen? I, and then, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, and I think inter- there's a moment where we start to get more into the mythology of the stone, and I kind of expected that to pay off somehow. Like just in some, in some, like that we might actually get to a god or goddess to maybe connect it more. I do. I actually do like Max Lord and Cheetah as antagonists in this. I do kind of wish that we had a moment, like. Aquaman did the nerd in me a favor and went out of its way to say, hey, don't worry. This was just introducing Black Manta. You're going to get more Black Manta down the line. I yes. kind of wish this movie had a post credit scene like, hey, this was just Cheetah 1.0, 2.0. We're going to get, she's going to be back. 
But let me say this to you, DJ. I hear there is a post-credit scene here. There, well, I know there's the one in the screener that that um, we watched, which again, we're in full spoilers. We're under the assumption that you watched no the movie. I had no screener. I mean, there, uh, no. no, I had no post-credit scene. There was the okay. I there, for me there was the mid-credit scene with um um um. Wow, I completely just the Wonder Woman seventy-seven. Um, uh, 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 oh my God! No way! Yeah, Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yeah. I had no Linda Carter. That's crazy. I you, watched all the way through. Do you want me to tell you what the scene is? I, I don't know what to say. Uh, that's so frustrating. Yeah. How is that even possible? Maybe it like skipped over it because like, you know I had all those issues. Yeah, I don't know. Do you want? Do you want me to? It's it's a very small scene. So yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do. So weirdly, it seems it takes place in that same festival that Diana's at at the end, and Diana's gone, and we see a woman from behind, long flowing black hair, looks like Wonder Woman. A, a pillar is about ready to fall over on a kid, and she catches it, and like the kid is saved, and they're like, "Thank you. Who are you?" And it turns around, and it's Linda Carter, and she I can't remember was it Asteria? She's the the original owner of the Golden Armor. That that Amazon that like stayed oh, behind. She was the one with the gold. Yeah. No, my God, I was like, why doesn't that pay off? It's so weird. So she's still on Earth. Yeah, so she's still on Earth, roaming. I thought it was kind of strange that we went through all Did the trouble what? to bring Linda Carter into the movie, and she doesn't interact with Gal Gadot at all. Like, it's like, why not? <laughs> I will. I will say when I went back and watched the second time, there were moments that I missed the entire things. Yeah. Like, like it would skip ahead at different points. So. I'm not surprised by this, but I'm just frustrated that whatever that is what it is. Still grateful as hell. So yeah, yeah. Um, but that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I think that there were speaking of that, there were a lot of really awesome moments. Yeah, like the the final goodbye between Gal and Chris, um, or between Steve and mm-hmm. Diana, was so poignant. Um, yeah. I thought that that was incredible. I think that 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 was like the closest I got in this movie to being like, oh, this has that same like gut wrenching feeling. Um, and as she walks away and and recants her wish, that was incredible. I loved loved that scene. I um, like I liked that scene, but I felt it for me. It just goes back to the thing. It felt like a shadow of when we originally lost him, which was which which I think went fed into that feeling of like, did we need to bring him back or should we have just like it it works because the whole thing is about this wishing stone of course what would she wish for that totally makes sense it actually like i actually thought the uh, the wishing stone is is unique of mcguffin as it is it actually was a great way to get like we've got cheetah we've got steve back it was like a good way to like get all the things that this movie wanted to hit out there yeah it was very conducive for that yeah but it just felt like I, I, I get maybe it's just one of those things that made me compare it to the first and the journey of their relationship. And even then, as much as I liked that relationship of the first movie, it's like, would she still be pine- like, like literally no relationships in 60 years? Like it, it was, it was nice, but it was like a week tops. <laughs> okay. But, but when you, when you are think about like her upbringing coming here, and being on the boat and talking about the pleasures of the flesh and like not even know and spending that night with him. I think it just is more similar to like picture her in a different time. This isn't no. 2020 where she's just like going around falling in love on Tinder and stuff. She, this is, this is like a full blown romance novel love. Yeah. Yeah. And like a hopeless romantic way. I, I, I believed that 
especially because we see she's a little standoffish like even to cheetah at first when she doesn't want to get lunch she's probably just been really keeping to herself to try to help the world yeah and i don't think she uh goes on many a dates do you think real question for you i need a yes or no answer Mm -hmm. do you think she slept with anybody between steve trevor 1.0 and steve trevor 2.0 got to have right 60 years i don't know that's a long time we don't know another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I also, it, it makes sense because of the people that were talking about it and the time we're in that nobody brought it up. But in more recent comics, they've been pretty clear that, especially growing up with Themyscira, that Amazon's in general and Diana- She's bi. She's bi. Yeah. And like nobody brings up like lady, like when when at the end it was like, you could find a nice guy. It's like, or lady. Like, and and I didn't even need, when I talk about maybe fleshing out that her and Minerva, I, I personally, I don't know. I don't think there's enough- strong female friendships depicted in movies I th- and i and and i may be completely off base here i feel like normally they always kind of slide into romantic ones and it's like well you they could just be friends like they don't they don't need to kiss like i get it but they don't need to um totally. and and it could have i think it could have worked either way i guess i just want more cheetah and and me too i i, I that's that's like that's one one woman's top tier that's her girl. You know what I mean? Like Batman has Joker. Superman has Lex. Wonder Woman has Cheetah. And this is her big screen debut. And it's like, again, at least tease me that she's going to come back. Because it's not like Black Manta chewed up a lot of screen time for Aquaman. But it, it was like, hey, we got you. All right? he's the, We're going to do more Black Manta. Um, I want to see more Kristen Wiig in this role. Even in the CGI, crazy CGI version. I didn't dislike that CGI version. I thought she kind of looked cool. Yeah, I agree. I thought I I thought the it was one of the weaker action scenes of the movie, and it is interesting. I've heard some people point the out water that, part of it or the whole. Uh, I it just I don't know. I I didn't dislike it, but then again, I'm also not the right person to talk to because as much shit as the finale of the first Wonder Woman gets with Ares, I, I, that scene actually doesn't bother me. I actually know I, I really like the third act of Wonder Woman, so I, I kind of don't know why everybody dunks on it. It works for me. Uh, yeah, I know. So this one works for me as well. I've heard I've heard people talk about that. There's not a lot of action in this movie, and I don't know that it. I, people keep saying that. Really? I don't know that it needs it. I don't know that because again, I to me this. I am a little bit bummed that the movie's called Wonder Woman 1984 and there's like no relationship to the novel. There's no like police state, like whatever. I felt like maybe that's what they were like hinting at, but it's like, no, just, just the year. Um, but it does feel like her version of an eighties movie. Like the, the wishing stone is kind of like the superhero version of like big or some, whatever, MacGuffin crazy situation movie of yeah. that time. It was very 80s. Like everything, the mall, the outfits, all that. That was cool. Well, that and the cool. fish out of water with with Chris Pine. And I think that that I also think it's cool. And I think, again, the only, the only drawback is just not the, and it's not the original, but I, I don't know what you would have done to be that. Or if then it would have just felt like too much like a repeat. I don't know. What th- well, I was really interested in exploring the gods. I was interested in exploring 
Themyscira and like I guess that's a different show or movie. Yeah. Um I was I was interested in exploring like Gal grappling with humanity and who to help and not to help and like trying to do all that. There's a lot of stories to be told here. Yeah. And especially with a Wonder Woman, uh, you know, this isn't Batman where like you have to be nervous that you're gonna just keep you're gonna keep repeating the pearls on the floor. Yeah. We haven't we haven't hit anything. Yes. We've barely scratched the surface. So there's really this story was a cool story to tell it uh, and that's why i really like this movie yeah just if i had my pick this actually wouldn't have been the story i told yeah Uh, and especially kind of like what you're saying with the cheetah stuff i thought that was some of the strongest stuff in the movie but again we didn't scratch the surface i would have loved to see not only barbara rely on diana but i would have loved to see diana fall for barbara as a friend like to really it didn't feel like at any point diana so one of the losses here was that she was losing her friend yeah it didn't feel like that to me because they had gotten coffee once but really she was annoyed with barbara she's like oh you gave away the stones annoying i wanted it to feel like a loss yeah yeah, and I think part of that might be too. I don't know why these movies rely so much on, and this is the first time we meet. Like Barbara and Diana could have been friends for years prior to this. We could have just said they've been with sixty years, so we could have just said like they became friends three years ago. We're kind of picking up another friendship, and now we know that like oh, this is this is one of the few people Diana has spent time with in that time that she's been away from Steve. So immediately it means something. Instead, we get like, well, there's the first meeting, and now it's a friendship, and now it's like, well, but now I'm not going to be, because I literally just saw their first meeting, so I know it's like been days. <laughs> yep, I know. So, totally. and, and a lot of these movies do that, where it's like, and this is the first time they meet, and but now we need you to invest a lot of energy lot into of, it. Because I get it, you got a lot of different stories to tell at once, and you, we got people, places to go, people to see, but I really, I, I, I think that this would might have been such a great opportunity to really dive into like this we saw what it was like when she lost her lover. Yeah. What is it like when you have that bond with somebody? Maybe after coming here, she hasn't bonded with anybody in years. Yeah. Um, And finally she let somebody in and she misread. Yeah. You know, anything like that. Uh, And if it, it's a movie, so you don't get that much time, but I I don't want to make it sound like I don't like this movie because I really did like this movie. Yeah. It, it's one of the better DCEU films. Yeah. It's just not Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I think part of that is, in some ways, it kind of reminds me the feeling the the MCU Spider-Mans leave me where it's like, instead of being like one of, it, it feels like one of those like one-off side adventures. Like, hey, here's the annual where she learned how to get over Steve. And it's like, well, right. that's cool. But like, can you give me like a more consequential one? Like a big... <laughs> And on top of that, DJ, we waited like so long for this. Not even just the three years to make it, but then from the summer that when it was supposed to be out to now, yeah. like yeah, yeah. It, and when we were we were watching the scene. Uh, I was watching the scene where there were fireworks for the Fourth of July, and I was like, "LOL, this movie is supposed to be out in June." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm watching this, and it is December. Yep. I mean, it just didn't know it didn't, and then it was going to be November, and then June, and then December, and, then, and I'm sure the marketing campaign was effed on this one to start but like i was just thinking about that like the 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 toy the toy tie-ins all that stuff like just 
Wait, so you... is it a winter hat or are we going with bathing suit? What's yeah. the what are we doing? Speaking yeah. of the 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 fireworks scene, which I really liked, a couple cool comic booky things. Uh, around the 60s, 70s, you know, one woman had her invisible jet. I really love the way it was utilized here because it is it is silly as fuck. Like the 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 idea of the sil- invisible jet is silly. But not only that we got it here, but connecting it to the idea that like, hey, Zeus was able to hide the appearance of something. Why shouldn't Diana be able to do that on a smaller scale? Easy. Love that explanation. Also, So glad you brought that up. So glad you brought that up. I jumped out of my chair during the invisible jet part. Great. I don't know why I was so excited, but that was kind of the turning point of the film for me in which I decided, no, I'm in. So I'm in. Yeah. Like when that happened, just, I don't know that it makes sense that she's like, when I was a kid, I did this once with a cup. It never came back. Let's try it. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. Fine. But I was so excited to see her make this jet disappear that I didn't give a flying F about anything else i literally was just like it's a visible jet it's a visible jet like because that because what of the character like wonder woman's she's my girl yeah. and the invisible jet is her thing yep and and that was so cool and he and the whole i really did like the beautiful meta her, him her being like i don't know how to fly yeah and him being able to give her that and i don't again i'm not sure that fully all makes sense that now she can make things invisible and also she can fly and all that stuff but also it makes total sense and i mean i'm here for it yeah yes i I thought the scene where she finally flew was everything the first flight scene in man of steel wanted to be and wasn't like yeah yeah there's such an emotional core to it i get like you i don't know that it makes sense because have we seen her fly in batman v superman or justice league Fuck it, it doesn't matter. It yeah, works I, in this movie. It works. You know what I mean? And it's beautiful. She's saving her strength, DJ. Okay. And I also, there's a little bit of ambiguity of like, because she does use her lasso and she does lasso to lighting. So it's like, well, so can you fly or do you need like I'm little not cl- boosters? I'm, not quite clear. I'm also not quite clear about how when she was losing her powers, the, the lasso slipping, when she slips from the lasso, but I'm like, Wait, but we know that then it's not losing its power because you already told us in the first movie that the strength of the lasso doesn't come from you. It comes from the truth. Yeah. So I know that that still has powers. So did you, is one of the things that you lost your ability to grip? (laughs) Listen, it it takes a lot of strength to hold that lasso. Okay. Uh, I'll give it, I'll give it to them. That's fine. But also I was like, well, I feel like it would. I don't know. It would be more about like she can't hold the kids mm-hmm. than you can't hold on to this. Dude, thing. there was a split second where I was like, oh man, those kids are going to die. And I'm like, wait, what movie am I watching? Those kids are going to be fine. Yeah, but that's kind of cool that the, that it made you think that for a second because yeah. I feel you on that when I when they were going to hit the ground and I was like, is this a splat moment? Yeah. Like, what, what are we about to see? And then she's like, kids, stay out of the street. And I'm like, I don't know that that's the lesson here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the the you guys thought the DCE wasn't dark anymore, baby. It's still dark. We're gonna kill these kids. Yeah, but also like, who else is coming down the street like this? Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like kids stay out of the street. How about like, I know what you just saw was insane, and you're probably gonna <laughs> need years of therapy. But like, just you've got this. But she's like, you know, you know, just play on the side. Of the <laughs> that's All that's right. the lesson. Uh, I wanted to mention a couple few cool comic book things the the white-haired guy that pedro pascal like is trying to he's having like 
tenuous business relationship with is actually Simon Stagg, who is uh, another business mogul DC character who's who is usually paired with Metamorpho. He's kind of like responsible for creating more Metamorpho and also his antagonist. So I thought I huh. could seriously doubt that we'll ever get Metamorpho in anything ever. But hey, Stranger Things have happened. It was cool to see because he said, Simon, you got to believe him. I'm like, there's no way that's Simon Stagg. And then he goes in. It's like Stagg Industries or whatever. I'm like, that's cool. And then. Oh, that's cool. I didn't pick up on that. That's really cool. Then the nation they go to is Bialio, which is in Young Justice. It's been it's one mm-hmm. of those classic DC like. Iraq, but not really, or Iran, yeah, but not Iran, really. But not yeah. really. I know that's <laughs> no, exactly how I described. Don't don't give a shit about it. Just leave us alone. It's fake. <laughs> um, and they're like, we're next to Israel. Let's go there. And I was like, oh yeah. Well, now we know where this fake place is. <laughs> now we have a vague gals from there. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe we got a tax credit. They mentioned Saudi Arabia. I'm like, okay, so it just doesn't. It's in the Middle East. Yeah. Roll yeah. with it. Don't worry. But also, it's worth mentioning. I believe the 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 oil baron that they talk to plays rami's dad in the hulu show rami oh i don't watch yeah i hey listen we've talked about this before you love cringe comedy rami has scenes some scenes that are so cringy i have to like stop watching them and walk away for a second you know that's my selling point that's what i'm saying something cringe i have to watch it i recommend it's only two seasons i recommend checking it out let's answer some questions from the discord we got kayla marie uh 033 uh how many more wonder Woman movies should they make also uh worth mentioning she said I wanted to also say that the podcast for the first Wonder Woman review is probably my favorite OSA episode. And I go back to listen to it with one, uh, go back to listen to that one a lot. Happy to be here for the sequel. Uh, and I looked, Roxy, and you were actually our guest on the Wonder Woman episode back then. Unreal. Unreal. Uh, I think probably that one consisted more of, isn't this the greatest movie you've ever seen in your whole life? Yep. So- Maybe don't watch the reviews back to back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe give you maybe, and maybe don't watch these movies back to back because they're like no man's land. I did that. And, oh, I no. did that today because I was on a show earlier today in which we were doing a review of the first Wonder Woman. Yeah, and then so I rewatched it right before this, and I and then I went into that the same day, and I was like, that was the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Because you actually probably don't even really need to have seen the first one. Yes. I guess you do in terms of the Chris Pine stuff, but not even really. Yeah. Unless, you know, and I think the distance, again, the more you can let this movie exist on its own terms, I think benefits the movie. And again, if you, I think I'm in the same place with you, Roxy. Like, don't take it as me not liking this movie. I enjoyed this movie. It's just like the expectations. Yeah. I enjoyed this movie like I enjoy a lot of comic book movies. Yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't in its like own category. It was a one of it was a good comic book movie. So with that in mind, how many more Wonder Woman's would you like to see? Definitely at least one more. Yeah. I think that we we really need another one. Uh I would be incredibly interested to have an HBO Max Themyscira series. Yeah. I know that wasn't your question. <laughs> it would surprise. Yeah. Talking about in the world of Wonder Woman. Um I would love to, but I don't know timeline wise or where we're, where we're at. Obviously, I would love another Justice League movie, but I think we're probably like eight years away from that. Oh God, so. I hope not. Because when I saw Cheetah, I still this is dumb of me, but I still we we've not gotten uh, in this whole superhero boom. We've not gotten superhero team versus supervillain team. Yeah, and like 
I know that people, there's mixed feelings on Jared Leto's Joker and Jesse Eisenberg's Luther, but at this point we've got Black Manta and that Black Manta was great. And we've got Cheetah and Kristen Wiig is great. And it's, it's Yaya like, Abdul-Mateen the second, right? Yeah. yeah like before, yeah. before he like is what he is now. Like, yeah, like it was, it totally. was so early it, for the rest of us. It was so early in the game for him, but it's such, there's such great casting. And if we give some more breathing room to these villains, I think I, I want to see the justice league fight the Legion of doom. I want that shit. So don't Joe tell me. Manganiello. Don't. Yeah. yeah as, as, as Deathstroke, don't Deathstroke. tell me it's going to be eight years away. Don't do that. I just don't know. I don't know. But I mean, in a dream of dream worlds, we keep gal around for a long time because yeah. she ended up being what is the heart and soul of the DC. Yeah. Like, it, in this iteration of the DC, I don't know whether this is just a personal opinion, but it's not Batman and it's not Superman and it's not Flash and it's not Aquaman and it's not Cyborg. It's Wonder Woman. Yeah, one hundred percent. She's the the core. Yeah. Um, and all those other, I have so much love for all those other characters. There's nothing to do with that, but like, we were kind of building. If you want to build a universe around somebody, it's around Wonder Woman. Yeah. Well, and I did like, and I don't know how much this reflects the Zack Snyder's original version. We'll find out soon with the Snyder cut and all that. But I liked that it felt like Justice League was trying to pivot a little bit near the end and be like Wonder Woman's a leader. It's like, yeah, capitalize on the fact that she's your popular character. Yeah, she there, is. There's mixed feelings and, about all the rest of these people except her. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Um, And like... Also, I know that this might not impact as many people, but she also seemingly is not problematic at all. In a world Fingers in crossed. Which, yeah. I mean, I mean, give or take an Imagine cover. <laughs> that That's so true. But like in a world in which your Batman is, and I'm just calling Space Babe because I love him, but yeah. in and out of rehab and your, um, and I, problematic I'm using loosely here because your Superman is being cast left and right and like doesn't know which franchises are the most important to him mm-hmm. and your flash is possibly strangling people and bringing them to the ground yeah. and your aquaman's okay but your mirrors in a whole different world yeah. like you're this is a, a world in which gal seemingly is like going home and and being with her children and her husband and and being like a person who just wants to be wonder woman yeah so that's a good person to build things around as well. I agree. And she's also kind of in this world, the strongest. Yeah. So for all those reasons, DJ, I don't know the answer to your question about how many more movies with her, but I would like to see. So what we've had, th- we've had four movies with her so yeah, far. You, yeah. With Batman v Superman. Yeah. It feels like we've had two. So <laughs> I would really, four more would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. They, going to some of the stuff you're saying, Danny says, um, as far as Wonder Woman, can the DCU rally behind Wonder Woman after this movie? And I asked him to expound on this a little bit. And he says, um, can Wonder Woman be the foundation of a new United movie universe going forward? Is her presence enough to build a new continuity going forward with all the upcoming stuff? Because obviously it's kind of up in the air with you know, Ben Affleck leaving, but also kind of being back for Flash. And now we've got Robert Pattinson's Batman and are we counting Joss Whedon's Justice League or Zack Snyder's Justice League like Wonder Woman the first Wonder Woman kind of saved the DCU can she do that going forward (laughs) I don't know the answer to this because I don't even know what I want yeah it's hard for me to make the decision on can she when I don't even know what I think would be best I'm confused on the the, the biggest question mark here is the Batman situation. Yeah. I don't mean the Batman is in the film. I mean, 
we don't move forward in the DC as a collective without our most marketable character. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think Warner Brothers is like, you know what we're going to do? We're just not going to have a Batman in our Justice League. Yeah, you're right. That's not going to happen. So that's the thing that keeps me from being like, yes, Wonder Woman is the future here and they'll move forward no matter what because they'll either recast everybody, which I don't think they're going to do, but something along those lines, or they'll find a way to get Robert Pattinson in their universe, or they'll find a way to have Nightwing come up or they'll, they'll have, they'll have to do something or yeah. they'll, or Ben Affleck will decide, eh, fuck it. I want to be Batman again. Yeah. Like, something has to happen and it's it really doesn't it's not contingent on wonder woman it's contingent on batman yeah i think that's a i think that's a uh really good point because it's like you already have your non-batman justice league on the cw it's like well what's the big toy you get to play with in the movies you get to play with batman uh and i think there's a couple ways that could go i could see maybe with the news that ben affleck is coming back for flash that maybe he'll be like i'll do the crossover movies but don't do any of the standalone shit with me or with flash we reset it and now robert our pats is our Batman, although that feels a little I don't think he's even particularly that much younger than anybody else, but it just feels different. Well, he's in a different I mean, I don't know this to be true, but I think he's in a different decade. So Yeah. I, I as far even, as his age? Uh, no, I and as far as I think the that movie takes place in the night in the Oh no, no, cuz the f- cell phones, but it's supposed to be earlier than right now, right? Oh, Maybe I don't in, know. I don't know. Twenty tens. I don't even know if that movie is supposed to be a twenty twenty. I don't even know when that movie is. But we do. We did see them with cell phones. So the nineties theory got debunked. Uh, And in terms of his actual age, I don't know. I think he does. He does fit in, but it's weird. I don't know how you do it. I. I. And I also still don't know what I want. I don't know if I'd Mm -hmm. rather see that. If I'd rather see Ben Affleck come back, or if I'd rather them cast another batman i I would say either i would like i would like to see either find some way to get our pats in there or truthfully i feel like this is a controversial statement i actually think ben affleck's a really good bruce wayne and batman i don't necessarily love those movies i think he is good in the role i think he's excellent yeah and i just i i I don't again i don't love batman v superman i did enjoy justice league for, for what that's worth I think he's good in the role, and I wouldn't he, mind if it's just Justice League movies and he, and he, the single standalones of Robert Pattinson. Like, I don't hate that. You know what would make him want to do it? Money. Is if he, <laughs> yeah, honestly, with him, I don't think so. Okay. I think what will make him want to do it is if fans like the him in the Flash movie. Like, once he gets good reception, he clearly is somebody who really, really gives a fuck what people think. Yeah. And he was distraught over the last one. I'm, I know that that gif or meme, whatever, went everywhere yeah. of sad fleck. But he's talked about it. He was like, "I, my family told me, my friends told me, you won't make it through another one of these. Yeah. Because of the critical, like, because he was not, it was not well received. Yeah. And that was, he talks about like that causing or contributing to his depression yeah. and his addiction. So if if there starts to be a turnaround where people love him in the role and he gets a ton of praise, I think then he'll want to do it. See, now you're putting me in a tough position because now you're forcing me to to like the Flash and the Snyder Cut. Not, I, I just I it's the, the jury's still out on both of those. I know, 
Well, let's get this last question from STS 2884. What period should the next Wonder Woman film be set in? And if Patty doesn't come back, then who should direct? Well, I think our hands are going to be kind of tied on what period it can be set in because now we're in 80s or above. I don't think they go between 1917 and 1984. Yeah. Um, So we're in in 84 or above. And we know once we hit 2017, we're in the Justice League. So either her next standalone is post-Justice League, in which if there's any issues, why aren't her Justice League people coming to help her out? Yeah. Um, but if it's before then, we know that she had been like low key, very low key, and people weren't really aware of her presence anymore by the time we hit Justice League. So it, maybe it would be in the 90s, but that feels very similar to Captain Marvel being in the 90s. I think that's in the 2000s. Yeah. Are we even far enough from the 2000s for that to be cool? Yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think, DJ? I think it makes sense now that you say it, and it's like you go, you know, 60 year stint, right? Well, the next, uh, no, that'd be whatever. I think it's going to be, I think probably modern day. The question will be, you know, why, like you said, why isn't the Justice League showing up? But Aquaman was post Justice League and they didn't really like, they kind of hand waved that movie. Like, remember Steppenwolf? Like, yeah. And then we just moved on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's true. And I'm actually okay with that. Same. Like, same. I, I, again, I, I really enjoyed Aquaman personally. Uh, so, I, I think it's modern. Yeah, a lot of questions. I wonder if they're saving some of those answers to see how Snyder Cut is received and like kind of possibly making that the definitive Justice League version. Although, and to see how long COVID lasts. Yeah. They can start shooting things and what their slate might look like. I think on a more concrete, do you have like a go to director if Patty's not able to come back? Michelle McLaren. Yeah, who was originally supposed to do the first one? Yeah, she wouldn't be my go-to, no. but I think that she would probably do a pretty great job. Um, so I think that she would be a good option. Um, let me see if anybody else really comes to mind right now. Do you have anybody that you think would be great? You know, that's a tough question because unfortunately there's so few prominent women directors that it's it's you know like when you think about like guy directors like well this name this name this name this name and it's it's unfortunate that it's not the same thing when it thinks to when it comes to like to the point where for some reason marvel couldn't even find they had to do a husband wife duo for captain marvel you know what i mean (laughs) um i i did like what kathy ann did with birds of prey and if they're not doing something with that i wouldn't mind if she gets bumped up to the to the big leagues with with wonder woman yeah, and we know that she, if people want more action, there seems to be, she does a really good job with action. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that this would be a weird world. I think Gal does what she does with Patty because they're like Gal and Patty. Yeah. They they seem to be kind of one at this point. So I I do think that it is, it's, it's not that it's slim pickings because there's so many incredible female directors out there they just have not taken on a project the size of wonder woman or not a lot of them have so um i think that it would be interesting to see what greta gerwig did that's a a kind of big jump for greta gerwig especially considering um that she i don't know what her experience in the superhero space at all is or her interest but i do think that she does a really great job with female centered things um and character pieces and yeah, I, I like 
I like what she does a lot. So the only other person I can think of, and unfortunately she wouldn't be a good um, director because I don't think she's directed before, um, but she's an incredible writer is uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge who did yeah, Fleabag and she mm-hmm. did the first season of Killing Eve. Um, and it was watching that first season of Killing Eve. Like I know she was brought on to write the new Bond or at least partially write the new Bond. And it's like, wait, how watching that first season of Killing Eve is like, how was she not the first person Marvel called to work on a Black Widow movie? Like, this, if I don't know. Anyway, I, I so maybe she, it'd be different. But then again, the difference between Killing Eve and Fleabag is like night and day. So you know, maybe totally. she could write uh, uh, the next Wonder Woman. Hopefully, Patty sticks around. I know she's doing the next Star Wars movie, but you know, she's got time. She did that whole mini series between Wonder Woman one and two. We don't even know when it's gonna be. We don't even know that there is a third one. I mean, we don't know anything. Yeah, we I mean, know, we don't know anything. I do remember a while a while ago after they had finished Wonder Woman two, Patty said that she already knew what she wanted to do with Wonder Woman three. Great. So that made me think that they had discussions, but that was also like a year and a half ago. Well, so. I I do think that it's it's dependent on her. If she wants to do it, I don't think Warner Brothers would stand in her way in any way. No, I I definitely agree with that. I think no. that they would be that would be a really really stupid decision of theirs, no matter how this movie does. Yeah, agreed. So uh, that's a lot of questions from the Discord. If anybody that wants to be part of the Discord to watch these episodes live, um, you can do that at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Roxy, before we wrap up, were there any final thoughts you had about Wonder Woman 1984? Just that I definitely think it's worth seeing. I think it will be a fun thing to watch on Christmas. I think it's a great thing to watch with your family. I love the messaging of truth. I think that that's so valuable and important during this time. Uh, And definitely in a year in which we didn't get that many releases of big movies. I'm so, so grateful that we did have Wonder Woman 1984. Agree with all of that 100%. Uh, Where can everybody find you and what what should they be checking out of yours? You guys can find me every single day live at the Roxy. It's on my YouTube, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer. I have promised that I will make it till the end of the year. And we will see what I do after that. But for all of 2020, I know that I will be there every single day. Um, And also the World Girls on Wednesdays and Sundays. This Wednesday night, we are giving Christmas a whirl. As a Jew, I'm really excited. They're going to be putting me through the ringer, like playing trivia with me. I don't know anything about the holiday. They're going to be making me sing. It's a whole shebang. So come check that out. Yeah, (laughs) you don't. You didn't seem quite so stoked there at the end, but but uh... the the thing is, I DJ. This is the honest truth. Last week on air. I didn't, somebody asked me, what is Christmas? Mm -hmm. And I didn't know the answer. I said it was the death of Jesus. So uh, that's where I'm at with how little I know about the holiday. I I don't know. And then when everybody laughed and was like, no, nope, that's the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the birthday right yeah i was like whoa yeah um so that's it will be funny but i'm also just ready to make an ass of myself because i don't know i don't know well that sounds like uh, as that sounds like really good content so so (laughs) i think i think everybody should go check that out you can find me at dj talks trash every place that matters you can find this show uh everywhere that matters uh at only stupid answers but on twitter 
Yank out the vowels from stupid is my last one of the year saying that. Last one of the year. This is our last episode of the year. We will be back in January of 2021. A lot of exciting things in 2021. Uh, This year has been a journey. Roxy, I want to thank you for going on it with me. Audience at home, I want to thank you for going on it with me as well. Um, I appreciate all your guys' love and support. Please stay safe during the holiday season. Please wear your mask. Please wash your hands. Please be nice to each other uh, and let the the elderly and the vulnerable get their vaccines first. (laughs) Um, But just thank you all. Stay safe. And we'll see you all in 2021. Take care. Bye-bye.